today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. It's uh, the Mini Town Hall. Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger will join us, uh, and uh, we'll open the lines up if you've got any questions or calls for the mayor. The, the local number here, 905-645-3221, star 9900, or you can reach me on email, bkelly at 900chml.com if you have a question or a comment uh, that you'd like the mayor to address. Uh, but uh, we have to get rolling because we've got a lot of t- uh, things to act, talk about here and not a whole lot of time, so we're pleased to welcome back to the program Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger. Mr. Mayor, how are you doing today? Uh, I am good. Uh, good to see that the uh, the fog is starting to lift out there. It was uh, super thick this morning. It must have been thick for you uh, coming in early, early this morning. Yeah, I, up in Ancaster here, it just started to burn off about an hour or so ago, but uh, yeah, all's well that yeah. ends well. It's going to be a sunny day. Got to ask you a, a couple of different things here. I, I know that uh, you and uh, Dr. Richardson and Paul Johnson started with the uh, the updates about COVID-19. Uh, are you, we've seen an increase uh, obviously, we know about the Spinco situation here in Hamilton, but uh, mm-hmm. some other outbreaks as well. Are you concerned about this, and are you concerned that, that you and your, your task force may have to take further action here? Um, so, so as it sits right now, I think we're uh, we're, we're good. Uh, we've not been pulled into the phase two uh, requirements that the province has laid on Peel, Ottawa, and York now, and. Uh, and uh, Toronto. So, uh, so far, so good. Uh, you know, we, we, we certainly anticipated as things opened up that we were going to have more cases. So, uh, you know, this is not uh, not a, a terrible surprise. What we want to do is make sure that we do everything we can to contain them. And so, yes, we're seeing, uh, you know, incidents in schools, limited numbers, like one or two cases. We're seeing some cases in some long-term uh, care facilities, uh, obviously some of the gyms, uh, you know, all all places where you have, you know, large groups of people coming together, uh, interacting in one form or another. Now, I, I know that, you know, people are masking, they're taking precautions, uh, but there are just some instances where, you know, that, that is, it's just unavoidable. Like a gym where you're working out with, uh, you know, you know, a group of people uh, breathing heavily, uh, you know, those droplets spread right throughout the entirety of the gym. And so the propensity for that to be an opportunity to spread a virus is uh, is greater. And so uh, we could expect more cases, but we're trying to walk that fine line between that issue and, you know, learning to live with uh, this COVID for the time being or how, how, to, how to interact with it. Uh, and at the same time, uh, you know, keep opportunity and businesses and people's employment, uh, you know, going. So it's a, it's a pretty mighty challenge. Uh, if the cases go significantly higher, that looks like we're going to be overtopping our healthcare system, then some changes will have to occur. And I, I have no doubt that the province of Ontario will step in and pull us into the Toronto, Ottawa, Peel, York, uh, you know, phase two uh, requirements. But so far, uh, we're, we, we, we're not hearing anything of that nature. We're trying to be very strategic about, you know, uh, the, the cases that are identified and how we're contract tracing. So the thoroughness of that really is going to be the key to our future success in terms of keeping the economy going, keeping kids in school and how we, uh, you know, contain this virus to the best degree possible. If we can continue to do that, we should be fine. I would say, uh, you know, just just anecdotally, uh, you know, as I move around the city and interact, uh, you know, people are masking and people are doing what we're asking them to do. Uh, There's just, uh, you know, some cases and isolated instances where we see some fall off, but, uh, you know, 95% of the population is doing what we're asking them to do, and that's the secret of our success right now. So you're really, I guess, at the behest of the province here. I mean, I, you will track this, of course. You'll, you'll present the numbers, and, and they'll make their determination, uh, not with just with Hamilton, but with any other municipality, if, in fact, uh, they think it's okay or whether or not they think further action should be taken. 
Yeah, we have we have some local latitude on on some things, but you know, predominantly we've been following the provincial uh, guidelines and uh, you know the pu- public health guidelines from the, the federal government and the provincial government. Uh, but local, uh, you know, local implementation, local enforcement, and I know the province has asked us to do more enforcement to uh, you know actually make make the masking requirements uh, more stringent and uh, and start finding people and uh, you know social distancing issues and large gatherings. So uh, that's certainly a message we got loud and clear from the province. But uh, so far, we've uh, we've been able to manage this uh, in a, I think, a reasonable way given the circumstances that we're in and the desire to, uh, you know, to have to have our community still function, uh, you know, at some level or another. So a shutdown, uh, you know, at this point, uh, you know, would be disastrous for restaurants and uh, you know businesses, gyms. Uh, you know, the the kind of shutdown we had in March, April, May, June. Uh, it's just going to be devastating, and I think uh, you know the, the, those those businesses aren't going to survive a second shutdown. I hear that from every business that I talk to. Uh, they you know they've, they've exhausted their serve benefits and the business benefits. Uh, you know they can't tap out anymore, and uh, that you know that that is just going to be a huge channel. So we can't afford to go there. We'll, we, we we will if we have to. Uh, you know in terms of public safety. But uh, trying to find that balancing effect is uh, is what we're trying to uh, to, to uh, maneuver our way through. So so far, so good, I think. All right, a story that uh, also broke yesterday that I, I want you to comment on too. Uh, MetroLink's announced uh, yesterday that they're going to begin demolition of a number of the properties uh, that they have purchased uh, for the express purpose, of course, of the the light rail transit project here. Uh, right. Mr. Mayor, can we extrapolate from that announcement that the project is going to move forward? Well, I'm optimistic, uh, uh, Bill. I mean, this has been a long journey, and uh, you know that uh, the, the the province, uh, you know, made their determinations and then and then backed away from them. So uh, I see a, a a mood shift in the province of Ontario. Certainly, from the premier, uh, in the conversations and discussions that we have had, has indicated uh, that he wants to help uh, move this project forward. So. I, I would say yes. I, I think it's an indicator. It's also an indicator, though, of you know these lands are you know generally older properties that uh, are, are ripe for repurposing. So only a small amount of that property is required for LRT. Uh, the balance of those properties are opportunities for new, uh, you know, purpose-built, uh, you know, affordable housing, commercial. You know, the kind of vision that we had on the entire corridor, quite frankly, is is tied up in the lands that are being acquired for future redevelopment. And so uh, that redevelopment can happen whether the LRT comes or not. And so I, I, I don't see any harm, uh, you know, in, in their uh, repurposing these lands or, or taking the, the, the old stock buildings down and looking at, uh, you know, looking for new investments that can ha- add higher density, uh, newer, newer uh, 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 repurposed properties that uh, can be turned into, you know, partly affordable housing, some market uh, market available housing. You know, all of that is possible. All of that is part of the plan for the development of LRT that will not only create housing opportunities, will create jobs, it will create, you know, all the benefits that Kitchener-Waterloo has had. Uh, so there are $3 billion worth of new investment, largely Built on the uh, the uh, higher density developments around the LRT corridor in Kitchener Waterloo is exactly what we envisioned happening in the city of Hamilton. So I, I see as a, as a step in the right direction. Yeah, we have a short term uh, housing issue that isn't going to be solved by these limited amount of properties. Uh, there are new uh, you know projects uh, on the horizon that uh, certainly are going to be helpful. And uh, I can anticipate some new funding coming from our federal provincial partners. Uh, Soon rather than later, 
on uh, new homelessness initiatives and affordable housing initiatives uh, in the short term. So I, I see that there's, uh, there's offsetting opportunities that are coming our way. When the Premier says he wants to work together with you, I think that was the phrase that he used uh, the day after you had that meeting uh, with yourself mm-hmm. and, uh, and a number of other uh, folks involved in, the, in this uh, project. Uh, what, what do we take from that? I mean, at, at this point, I mean, they've got all the information. Work together means, uh, you know, we're going to partner with you. Where Here's the money. I, that, that really is the announcement you're looking for. Did you, did you get any sense at all as to when and if that's going to happen? Well, I, I, uh, I, I've been expecting that, uh, that kind of announcement on, you know, in the last couple of months, and it uh, hasn't yet occurred. I do know they're working on, you know, how, how this is going to unfold. They're looking for a different um, funding model and a different partnership. So uh, they're looking to pull in the federal government. Uh, we've had conversations with the federal government. There's certainly interest there. Uh, it's, a, it's a more consistent model that we've seen across the country in, t- in, in terms of, you know, public-private, uh, you know, partnerships. Uh, I know the private sector, the Leunas and the Fengates are very keen on these projects and uh, are prepared to invest as, as well. So I think they're looking at a new, new uh, funding structure that uh, can help advance this project. Uh, they continue to talk about their billion dollars or, or in and around a billion dollars, including the lands that have been identified so far as uh, their part of their uh, contribution to that, which is you know no small, small contribution. Uh, you know, previously they were talking about, uh, you know, you can take that billion dollars and do whatever you want. That was in the election phase. Well, that, that hasn't panned out to be true. And uh, certainly that is not the direction that I hear that the province is going. And so we're anticipating uh, you know, an announcement from the province that will then trigger a uh, development of a, uh, you know, a broader partnership between the federal government, the private sector, the city and the province to, uh, to move this project forward. And, you know, that's not a, that's not a bad thing. Um, you know, invariably, you know, part of the money would come from the federal government in any event in terms of transfer payments. So, uh, you know, now now they're just looking for a different funding model. So I, I'm heartened by this. Uh, the premier has been, uh, you know, very helpful. Um, uh, you know, since the announcement, they've uh, found ways of unwinding their, their cancellation to come back to uh, what, uh, you know, the premier talks about, which is high order transit, especially in Toronto, where they're going from LRTs to subways. It's a little hard for him to argue that uh, moving to an LRT in Hamilton is something that's unaffordable when subways in Toronto are 10 times the cost of LRT. So uh, uh, we're heading in the right direction, in my view, and uh, all we need now is a confirming uh, a statement from the province. And uh, I have no doubt that the, the private sector and the federal government will step in and, uh, and be part of that partnership. You know, in past years, uh, Mr. Mayor, the, uh, the formula that has pretty much been agreed upon for these major projects uh, is usually one-third, one-third, one-third. The province, the feds kick in a third each, uh, and they look for the, the municipal government to kick in. Now, you mentioned the private sector, and I know that there's been a commitment uh, by Leuna, for instance, among others, and Fengate for this. Are you yeah. comfortable that that is going to cover that one-third that the governments may not cover, or is, is, is that ultimately city council going to have to be on the hook for part of this? Well, so so the part that we've always said was part of the uh, municipal responsibility was the uh, the 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 day to day uh, you know annual operating costs of the uh, of the line that that that's always been that part of the contribution that the city's prepared to make and you know if you think about it in the, in a thirty year time frame at five or six uh, million dollars per uh, per year which is roughly what it would cost to uh, to operate on an annual basis. Uh, you know that that then is into into you know 150 million dollars over that 30 year time time period. So that's a that's a significant contribution, uh, and that's always been on the table. 
uh, part of the partnership that, uh, that that was put forward. I can tell you the previous government and, and our pitch to them was, you know, Hamilton's had a tough ride. Uh, you know, our industrial decline, uh, you know, all the things that we uh, struggle with in terms of housing, uh, the, uh, the, uh, uh, the, the income disparity between, you know, what, what's happening in Toronto and the increases in salaries and wages that haven't necessarily happened here. And the, the, the price of housing going up. So we, we've got significant challenges. And that was the, the merit of the case for the province taking on the full cost of the capital cost of developing the, uh, the LRT is really, uh, you know, to, to provide an offsetting benefit to the city of Hamilton from not only the capital cost uh, that, that we didn't have to bear, but the employment that comes with it, the new, new housing development that, and employment that comes with that and the housing opportunities. So it was really a, an opportunity to set right the challenges that we've had over the last 30 years, the industrial decline that we've faced, the, uh, and the income and, and, uh, and, and salary challenges that we continue to face. So it was, a, it was really a testament to that kind of thinking that brought the previous government to the table and said, you know what, we think you're right on this. Hamilton needs this kind of a boost, and here's, you know, here's the capital dollars to go and do the LRT. Uh, that's since changed, and uh, I, I, we, we still continue to make the same case. But the city of Hamilton has always said, and uh, continues to be part of the uh, MOU, was that the city of Hamilton will pick up the operating costs on an annualized basis for the entirety of the, the term of the, the, the LRT project. And uh, that is a commitment that's still on the table and uh, isn't going to go away. Uh, we have a short period of time left. I want to get uh, Bob on, who's been waiting patiently for the last couple of minutes. Bob, welcome to the program. Your question or comment for Mayor Eisenberger. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Uh, yes, Good morning, Bob. Uh, recently, Kitchener went through their lawsuit was with Bombardier with supply of their light rail cars and so forth, and it was resolved, and Kitchener lost tremendously because there's a limit on what you can sue on the contract, evidently, for Bombardier. Uh are you prepared to go to court for a lot of money with Bombardier if you order their cars? And secondly, uh, the ten cents per liter on gasoline that we get—are you—is the city ready to lose that with the electric cars? All right, Bob, I'll let you go and let the, the mayor answer that because we are very tight on time. Thanks so much for the call, Mr. Mayor. Go ahead. So you know, a lot has been said about um, Bombardier, and you know, they're they're not the only provider of. Uh, of uh, you know streetcars and uh, and uh, LRT uh, vehicles, so there are a number of procurement and providers out there, and obviously we'll we'll do the best procurement we can when uh, when and if the project is uh, is up for procurement, and uh, that was that was curtailed uh, the you know the last time that uh, you know we were close to getting to the end of the procurement process, and uh, that was canceled at that point. Uh, the only way to know what what our costs are going to be and how we're going to move forward is uh, is is to have a procurement process that is competitive and uh, gets us the best price possible. Uh, you know, are are these large projects? Uh, you know, are they complicated? And uh, you know, do things happen that uh, that might uh, you know challenge them a little bit? Of course, uh, you know, any large project has has that happening. You know, whether it's your your home when you're you're renovating your home and you find uh, you know that the the, the the plumbing and the wiring uh, wasn't what you expected it to be and there's an additional cost that you're going to have to bear. Uh, that is pretty pretty common in most projects, but you minimize that to the best degree possible and you build in some contingency funds to to be able to account for that. Kitchener and Waterloo, uh, if you talk to them today, they will tell you they have had immeasurable benefits from the uh, the introduction of LRT in their community. 
three billion dollars worth of investment along the corridor. They've they've con- been able to con- curtail urban sprawl and create the kind of higher density uh, opportunities and jobs and employment uh, to, to come with it all. Uh, they will tell you uh, uh, very vociferously that it's the best thing that they've ever done for their community, uh, and their and their city had to put in that one third that uh, you were talking about, Bill, uh, a little earlier, uh, mm-hmm. and they put it right on the tax base, and uh, and they did so willingly. Uh, knowing full well that there's going to be a return on investment, and that's exactly what will happen here in Hamilton. Okay, we'll have to let it go for now. Lots more to talk about. We'll have to do this again soon. Mr. Mayor, thanks so much for the time. Stay well. That was it. That's it. That was quick. That's it. Time flies when you're having a good time. Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger. Thanks so much, Mr. Mayor. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.